Hello, everyone. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn. And I'm and, Abraham oh, my Lincoln. God. Uh, I'm the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, and I'm here. We're going to do a podcast. A while ago, Tim was visiting my home in Springfield, Illinois, and I somehow we became linked together. Our fates intertwined, and now he can summon me whenever he says my name. And uh, here we are doing a podcast. Sir, you've never popped in during the intro before. Yeah, well, let's mix it up a little. Okay, all right. Um, Which is, hey, we're in a new spot. We are. What is this? We are in uh, my and Lisa's room. It's uh, we live in this room together. This is the room that we rent. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Hi, I'm sorry. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Hello. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I over just I overheard your voice. I'm hanging out in the living room. Oh. And I just wanted to come, hey Tim, hey, I just wanted to come hi, and say hi, Abe, um, because you're not here very, I mean, you're not, no, like, oh, yeah, what's yeah. your week, your hair looks great, I really, I really like how your hair looks, yeah, it looks great, thanks Abe, I, I, like, I haven't even done anything with it, no way, yeah, wow, that's very natural, I really need a haircut, it's like, no, you don't, it looks, no, it looks great, yeah, I have, I, I can see a haircut, you probably change it up a little, thanks, I thought so too, I, like, I, <sighs> what? Anyway. Yeah, it's a long week, huh? It's been a long. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week. <laughs> it's so yeah, 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 yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, okay, D- Tim is like yeah. is once a week the only time that you can summon him or something? Uh, I mean, we haven't really talked about he can it. Summon me whenever he wants. And, oh, cool. Yeah. I feel like once a week is pretty good, though, because it lets us cap sort of the week's events. One time his, his family was fighting at, during the holidays. He tried to summon me, and uh, I, I declined. Oh, I get that. Well, they weren't fighting as so much as they... Why do you get that? It's just, like, kind of a stressful time. And that's really considerate well, not to be around for that. Yeah, honey. Yeah. Uh, Tim was like, hey, I have a podcast with the president. They're like, no, he's not. We have real issues to talk to you about, Timothy, and... Honey, uh, I'm, I got to talk to Abe about some new stuff, so. Sure. Kay. Totally. Um, okay, Abe, oh, okay. well, um. Maybe we'll double date, you, me, and uh, him oh, and his no. wife. I can't find her. She's she's out of the picture, oh, pretty much. no. No, it's great. It's good news. Oh, good. Yeah, we last time we were fooling around the woods pretty hard, and. Uh, what? And then she, uh, she felt like she saw a spirit in some lake, and she just kind of wandered into it, and I never saw her for a while, and. Oh, my God. I was like, well, okay, I'll be seeing you. I mean, who'd wander away from you? <laughs> okay, honey, we gotta we gotta get Actually, in the news. Yeah, I'll go, but I'll, okay. okay, see you next week. All right, farewell. Bye. I love you. Yeah. Um, Lisa. Yeah, she's she's great, isn't she? Lisa Burton. Love of my life. Love of my life. It's a good name. Yep. It's yeah. Great name. Lisa Dunn sounds better. Hmm. Okay, what so um, the the what do you want to talk about today? There's been a lot of news going. There on. has been a lot of news. Did you see in the that news? press conference? Yeah, the news is the news. Yeah, he was uh, talking about a bully pulpit <laughs> <laughs> up top. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he came out with this combative press conference today. What's the point? Why even? Why do just? Why even take questions if you're going to insult the questions, say they're not nice enough, and then uh, not even answer them? Yeah. Because okay. So uh, his common thing that he said was fake news. You're fake news, you're fake news. This group isn't fake news. I mean, you can call propaganda fake news, which uh, you're in a war, you've had war propaganda before, but journalists have to do their job. (laughs) And if the president is saying that they're lying, well, he himself is lying. But he said he likes journalists. He says that they're good. good, He likes them, he said. He tried to say. 
Yeah. But then he said, I, I like journalists, I just don't like anything they do. Yeah. And he said that they weren't telling the truth, but I don't... That was a particularly troubling part where he said that they were reporting um, uh, true facts, but fake news. Yes, he said that the uh, leaks were true. Yes. The leaks from the intelligence community, but the reporting was fake. Hmm. You have a fish. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is... Uh, what did Lisa name him? Clyde. Clyde. That's, that's mm. Clyde. I don't know if she's going to like when she hears that you had to think for a second to... Remember the fish name. I don't, it's not my fish, it's Lisa's fish. Well, I mean, something that Lisa obviously cares about. It might be good of you to show some interest in it. Don't worry about the fish, okay? I got the fish. Fair I'm handling the fish. Okay. Okay. Um, he was also pointing to specific reporters and saying, you're one of the good ones, you're not one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, let's add some context. You threw some journalists in jail. Yes. Yes. They were the not good ones, though. Okay. But obviously it was a different time. It was wartime. But as you've we've established before, this is also wartime. Yeah, it's constant wartime. Constant war. You know, I didn't really particularly care for war. It's amazing that you all now are at such a level of comfort and stability that you actually missed war so much you decided it might be good to be in perpetual war. Sir, if you'll allow me, the war is not on our shores. Uh, so we can't really feel it. We don't even really... Well, what about that thing that happened? You have said that multiple times, and every time... That happened in New York, You're though. referring to 9-11? You gotta start remembering that. You have to understand, to me, it's just two numbers, and... Uh, I always forget 9-11. Sir? Um, so, uh, obviously, you, you this was a different time for you. Yes. But... Where does this go, the the relationship between Trump and the press? Um, well, it's going to get worse. Now the press, I think, will actively be looking for ways to undermine him to prove that they're own, their own worth. And I think that'll cause them to lose credibility in the eyes of Trump supporters. Now, if they find something that is worth being found, eventually history will forgive them and reward them. However, if they go for broke and they come up short, then they run the risk of ruining the public's trust in media forever. Now, it's a dangerous gamble for Trump as well. I mean, do you really want someone turning over every single stone you leave around? I mean, wouldn't you rather not have the press on your back? Right. Breathing down your throat? Yeah. Although he seems to kind of like it. Do you know what is odd to me? What's that? He complains a lot about the lying, the failing New York Times or the, the lying media or the, the, the Washington Post for having all these links. But in all of these these reports, he tells people that he reads the New York Times every morning. Yeah. He reads the Washington Post every morning. It is if he wants the approval of these of these institutions, yet at the same time condemns them left and right. It's the same thing with Morning Joe. He hates Morning Joe, but he clearly watches it every morning. That is the NBC show, right? That is the MSNBC show with the um, uh, a big guy and the blonde woman that talk over each other all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. It's just noise to me. It's not a very good show. Well... Here's the thing. I understand him reading the New York Times a little bit because it is his hometown paper. And a prophet never feels like he is appreciated in his hometown. And at the end of the day, you still want to have the approval of where you came from. Yeah. So he is still desperately seeking the approval of of some institution that will never give him approval. No. Certainly not at this point after the things he has said and done and the positions he's adopted and also the company he has kept. Does he actually think, by sheer force of will, he is going to break... The New York Times, a, a yes, liberal-leaning, but otherwise straight and narrow 
media institution to suddenly say, you know what? We do hate all the Muslims. Well, he's threatened before that he wants to open up libel laws, or however he worded it, um, so that he can attack uh, publications more if they, let's say, make mistakes on their reporting. It's weird. And then all of his rallies, he would talk to the people in the rallies and say, hey, uh, uh, these everyone boo the press people. He really yes. got the, his, his supporters riled up against how much they hate the press. But then he doesn't seem to... Do you know what's weird too is all these other all these other you know I've been using the your, the phone you gave yeah me. right 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 please get on a wireless plan no I to... I've been using the data and I've been seeing that these other sites that the Trump supporters do trust essentially still use all of the reporting by the Washington Post or the New York Times they just spin them is that right yeah they'll just take the reports of the New York Times Washington Post and pass it off as their own huh. and then they'll say this is good or this is bad I did not know that. Uh, uh, there. This is let's say Breitbart. Is that fair to say? Oh yeah, Breitbart. Yeah. Uh, Patriot Alarm News. <laughs> That's one. Yeah. Also, uh, Save Our Country News. Uh huh. Keep it white. Keep it right. Keep it white. Keep it right. Yeah. Uh, uh sir, let me tell uh, talk to you about another uh, weird moment in the press conference. Liberty Bell News. Uh, a uh, a black reporter. Um, asked Trump, Good for them. I'm going to just keep going. A uh, black reporter uh, asked Trump uh, what his plans were for the inner city because uh, Trump has been very vague about uh, what his plans are for inner cities in America. And he also has this habit of anytime he talks to a black person, he brings up the inner cities, even though black people don't just live in the inner cities they live in suburbs they live in rural areas yes he doesn't seem to understand that or in my time they barely lived in the cities right cities were not a pleasant place for them in the least i imagine it's better out to be in the woods where no one could find you sure but then if they found you then no one was around and it was a bad thing it was a very bad thing it was a bad yeah um anyways she asked uh if the congressional black caucus would be involved in trump's plan for the inner cities and Trump asked her if she would set up the call between him and the Congressional Black Caucus. What was your take on that moment? Um, there's a Congressional Black Caucus. Yeah, uh, That so was my number one take. <laughs> and to that I said, good. I think that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, made up of black members of Congress, of course. Oh, I assumed. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're real woke, will they let you in, too? I don't think so. Even, mm. Like, if you went up to the CBC and you were like, hey, I'm an ally, I think they would just... Say, like, hey, go away. Even if I was like, come on, I've freed the slaves. You digs? <laughs> no, don't go, you dig. I can't go into why you shouldn't say you dig. Just don't go with you dig. Okay. Um, you feel me? Don't put any slang on it. Just go. I would I would not try and get involved with the CPC, CBC. Mm. I think I might anyway. Okay, report back to me on how that goes. I've been watching... Um, this, this, uh, on your phone, uh, through the data plan, there was like Not this... Not wireless or anything? No, it's just... Okay. I just use data. Yeah. I'll there... talk to my parents. It's cool. Okay. Yeah, you should talk to your parents. Uh, yeah. So I've been watching this, uh, I think it's like a 12-hour miniseries on the public broadcasting station, Many Rivers to Cross Over Troubled Rogers, Waters, Bridges, Waters of... It's a black show about black history. Is it Roots? What are you talking no, about? No, it's not Roots. Okay. It's, it's um... Uh, it's they got a, a more, in, more a longer more poetic name. Many rivers to cross, 
a river runs through. No, it's not. It's many. It's something like this. I'm really into it. I really am. Um, but it's this Gates guy, this professor, and he okay. interviews other black academics, okay. black historians, uh, legal scholars, talking about uh, the story of uh, blacks in America. Okay. And uh, is it illuminating? Very illuminating. Okay. Apparently there was something called Reconstruction, which I missed out on. Yeah, our friend John Thibodeau uh, talked about how it didn't really work. Yeah, and I could see how I perhaps contributed to that when I said that it might be good to give suffrage to black men if they were, it, it could be bestowed upon the very intelligent. And then people ran with that for a lot of yeah. literacy tests, a lot of John, Jim... Jimmy. Up until the 50s and 60s, yeah. Yeah, John Crow, Jim Crow. Jim Crow. Jim Crow efforts... And uh, I regret that now. Yeah. But at the time, I'm no, I regret that still. I. <laughs> so that was. Uh, I I freely admit I made a misstep there. Yeah. I didn't see where that was gonna go. I should have. I really should have. Am I getting somewhere with this? Probably you, not. But what I'm yeah. trying to say is that it's amazing to me. I never quite understood. Or appreciated until I, I started to put the pieces together from this show. And again, it's like 12 hours, and I've streamed the whole thing on the phone. It's amazing. So the best part is that is that these... The, it's not very heavy-handed. It's actually very subtle and allows the viewer to form his own conclusions. But one thing I've realized is that white people's imaginations are... I can't quite... I can't quite figure out how to put this. Uh, fucked? That's probably a good way to put it. Because they either they because they can only imagine a system of white supremacy. And once that becomes to be dismantled in some form, perhaps by the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, mm-hmm. or by the Voting Rights Act or the Civil Rights Act, or just general conversations about implicit bias or the discrepancies in outcomes and, and uh, potential and, and, um, and uh, that it still exists... Uh, white people immediately imagine a system of black supremacy in which they are the ones who become the oppressed. Mm-hmm. And they rebel and they and they react. And there is a fear there. And I don't understand why they couldn't just picture uh, equality. I mean, it's easy for me. I don't even see race. Let me start with that. You can't. You're, we're actually not supposed to say... We're not supposed to say we don't see race anymore. Um, you see race and we should celebrate it. Oh, <sighs> you're woke though you're really woke man see I, mean, I think I should be in the CBC and I think what I will tell them is that I've been watching this documentary by a bunch of black academics with dreadlocks and I, I don't, don't remember know the if name this of it. is a good idea I will say this that the there is a it is remarkable to me that every single academic I mean he really has a lot of good dreads that's the thing they often have dreads in this documentary uh, there's a high there's a maybe he just was trying to there are a lot of good academics in this show uh-huh. they're all very smart people and they have some really impressive hair. Maybe edit that out. Yeah, we'll edit that out. Sir, uh, any last thoughts on Trump and his relationship with so the media before? The CBC thing is is weird because... It's not the reporter's job to organize meetings between Trump no, and Congress. But it's also just weird because does he assume that that all black people know each other? Yes. I think so. I think he thinks that... And that, that is part of the, the suspicion thing that, that... No, but I'm serious. I know. This is part of it where you begin to imagine a system of black supremacy. And they're all working together. They're all working together. Yes. To put you in shackles. And it's it's weird. It's weird. It's a weird assumption that black uh, yeah. people are just people. 
Years. People are just people, and they're just like you would and me. And so, I, I think what's going to happen tomorrow, uh, Sean Spicer will come out and say, "No, no, no! Trump knew what the Congressional Black Caucus was. He was joking with her." I, I don't know how you can call that a joke if you look at that tape. <sighs> I mean, I don't know if I would have the stones to joke about that. <laughs> about hey, hey there, because the, the if he is joking, the the joke is. Hey, isn't it funny how all black people know each other? And that's not a good joke. No, it's that's really not, not funny. It's not a that's good not. Joke. There's no truth. It, the joke is more about like, hey, you you don't uh, you don't uh, think about these issues from their perspective. And I, it is interesting that he at least talks about wanting to fix the black neighborhoods and the problems with Black America. It is obviously not going to be easy, and there's probably not one simple solution. But it's weird that he has no solutions. Right. I just think it, it, it very much the era right now reminds me of this Reconstruction period. Oh, really? It does. Does that make Obama's presidency the Civil War? Yes. Well, that's a terrifying thought to uh, now end our podcast on. <laughs> it makes sense. I have oftentimes I've I've studied this Trump fella and I've looked at him and I just I mean first of all. If I do manage to get over his grotesque figure, we, let's not talk about how heavy he is. We've talked about that fat, a lot. Ugh. A structure riddled with adipose, lethargy in its human form. Move on. Let's move on to the point. A sloth that there ever was. Disgusting, dripping, nasty bit of a man. Once you accept that, have you though, ever cooked chicken and yes, then I've... looked at the drippings when they congeal a bit? So the point you were trying to make. I've the... seen drippings. That look as if they are his skin. His skin has the lookings of chicken drippings. But once you get past that... If I can get past his fat, fat figure that is disgraceful and disrespects all of those... Sir, please. Just, like, go for a jog, man. Okay, okay. If I can get past his nasty ass, I have recognized his likeness before. The way he speaks to people, the way he believes he is above the law or reproach, the way he believes that everything is for him and yet still craves everyone to like him. He reminds me of someone I knew briefly. Who's that? My vice president, Andrew Johnson. Oh, really? Was he a charismatic fellow? No, not particularly charismatic. He was tr- he was ah, politically skilled, could speak to a crowd, but also was not afraid to get people riled up upon their basest emotions. and yeah, sure. would often attack people directly and make mountains out of molehills and take things personally and never back down. And that press conference today reminded me often of Andrew Johnson, the way he would shout down people who shouted at him. Even if they whispered at him, he would shout them down. No one was too small for, to escape his, his attention. Andrew Johnson would do the same. I really regret pairing up with him on the the 1864 platform. But he was a Democrat and we were trying to show national unity that we could all get along. And he was always against slavery. And I know that sounds like a pretty, like... Easy thing? Easy position to take. But in 1864, being from Tennessee, that was somewhat interesting. Nowadays, people think that's enough to get you off the chain for being a racist. But back then, it really was enough to be considered an ally. Nonetheless, after I was gone... He gave back all the land that we confiscated to the slave owners and said it was still their property, essentially depriving any freed black people of their own property. Mm-hmm. Essentially, really setting off 
Jim Crow, and what became Reconstruction. Yeah. Sir, um, this is all fascinating. Uh, uh, I have to go to an improv show. Ah. Yeah. Um, okay. It's just interesting. A lot of times you complain that I don't give you enough of my analysis, and then I finally did, and then... Uh... No, it was, that was awesome. That was, that was really woke. That was good stuff. It's just I have to go to an improv show. Um, it's an improvised uh, Quentin Tarantino film. Um, so it's it's just it's a big deal for me. Oh, and, oh okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, ha- have a have a good show. I'm sure there's going to be a big crowd. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they're yeah, yep, big audience. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, I'd love to see see show sometime. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I would get you in tonight, but it'll probably be sold out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, I, uh, all right. Well, I'll see you. See you next time. Well, folks, um, that was uh, 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I hope you liked it. Um, yeah, I just, I gotta, I gotta scoot to this improv show. It's, uh, it's really, really important. Um, so, folks, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast online. Um, go check out, um, keep recommending the show. I don't know why. Uh, my buddy Brian Duff's show, uh, Trash Boy the Musical. Uh, its last show is, we're listening to it today, so today, uh, Friday. Um, go check that out. Uh, come see Write or Die. Uh, Sunday, I'm in the semifinals of this thing called Write or Die. I have to pitch a show this weekend as part of a competition. I think that's everything. Uh, thank you. Uh, stay strong. I'm sorry. <laughs>